Welcome to the Living With Less podcast. I'm your host, Chelsea DeMattis, and I'll be bringing you weekly episodes to encourage and invite you along on this journey of living with less of the things getting in the way of our relationship with Christ. Here's today's episode. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Living With Less podcast. This week is a diving deeper episode and I wanted to dive deeper into the truth that the Lord really put on my heart this weekend as it was kind of our first full week being really quarantined at home and not being around people. We had basically been doing that, but we had still seen some family the week previously. So this was like our whole first week not being around anybody and I found myself really struggling with that. I am a hugger. I love to see my family. I love to see my close friends and not being able to give my people hugs has been so difficult for me. And I know I can hug my husband and hug our two-year-old and I do those things, but it's just really interesting when you suddenly can't do something that you used to do all the time. In my prayer time and I was walking on Sunday morning, I walked for a really long time. I just really needed to reconnect with the Lord. I felt like the two days prior to that Friday and Saturday, I just was dealing with, I feel like a lot of anger and anxiety and just not dealing well with my emotions and how I was feeling about this whole thing. So went for a really long walk with the Lord and listening to worship music. I listened to our message at church, came home, was listening to the same worship song on repeat, which I'll put in the show notes. And I was just reading the Psalms and Psalm 73:28 captivated my heart and my mind and my soul and just spoke to me so beautifully and what we're in right now and that verse says but for me it is good to be near to God I have made the Lord my refuge that I may tell of all your works what I love about that is there's three parts to it and it's three things that we have to choose to do And it starts with, but for me, it is good to be near to God. That's a choice we have to make. We have to decide that we know it is good when I'm connected with the Lord. It is bad when I am not connected to him. When my heart is not near to him, when my heart is not leaning into his word, I'm not in a good place. But when we choose to lean into the Lord, it is good to be near to him. The next part says, I have made the Lord my refuge. Again, it's another choice. But it says, I have made the Lord my refuge. Again, that's a choice. I choose to make the Lord my refuge. Because if I'm not choosing him to be my refuge, then I'm going to choose the news or my husband or calling my mother or getting on Instagram to try and calm myself. You know, we turn to all these different things. We're all seeing and we're all reacting differently, which is fine. That's how we as humans process. We all process differently. But I think we're seeing what do I take my refuge in? Is my refuge in the Lord or is my refuge in these things that are earthly that I think are going to make me feel better? I just love that it shows there's that second choice that I have made the Lord my refuge. And when we're not near the Lord, he can't possibly be our refuge. But when we're near to him and we lean into that, that's when he becomes our safe place. He becomes our refuge. And then that verse ends with, that I may tell of all your works. I love that so much, even though, again, it is difficult in this position that we're all in because we feel like 
wow, this, this could be a really long time. And I just don't know what life looks like this way for a long period of time. But this gives us hope in knowing, and honestly, it's a command. It's a call that I may tell of all your works. There's going to come a day when this is over. We're going to come to a point where we get to sit with somebody across the table, maybe 5, 10, 15, 20 years from now, and tell them, of this time, this really odd time that we were in and share what God did in that, share what he brought to the light. We'll be able to share the things that he did within marriages and and relationships with our kids. And we'll be able to share that he showed that my refuge was not being taken in him. I was putting my security in other things. I was putting my safe haven in things that aren't of the Lord and being able to have a tangible representation to share with people. Like that's when God starts moving. He's moving in this. And then we get to share about it years later. And I think that that is just such a beautiful thing and just such an exciting thing to know, even though it's hard right now, because I can tell you this past Friday and Saturday, I was not feeling excited about this thing. The Lord calls us to to tell people to share the good news to the ends of the earth. And there's good news within this. God's doing good things. And when our hearts are near him, like his word calls us to be, that's when we start seeing, okay, Lord, I see you in this. This is hard, but life was not promised to be easy. And I don't say that to sound cliche. I have to remind myself of that. Like, look at Jesus's life. His life was anything but easy. But God's glory in it is just incredible. And I want to experience the glory of God and the redemption of God and the restoration of him. And I don't want to miss it because I am so irritated and angry because of a situation that I can't change. But we're going to see the fruit in this. And it's trusting in God's word and what it says and leaning into that. I really wanted to share that psalm with you guys just to lean into this week and to sit with maybe in your quiet time. It just really encouraged me. And again, it showed me that we have choices to make and God's word gives us all throughout it, all these choices that he calls us to, but we have to make the choice to walk in that. And so I just pray that Psalm 73, 28 really speaks to your heart and just encourages you and equips you to walk out in that. And then the last thing I want to wrap up with, I went out on Instagram and asked you guys to send in some questions if you wanted to ask any questions. And so I picked a couple of questions from the questions that came in and just really prayed about addressing these. And so that's what I'm going to wrap up with. I thought this might be something fun to do because I've never done this before. So one of the questions, this came in a few times, was in different ways, but this is one of the questions. How do you handle friendships with non-believers? Because I was not a Christian until in my early, earlier twenties, I had a lot of friendships with people that were not Christians. And so you come into Christianity and you become saved. And so then you have these different relationships going on. And then even once I was saved, I still had girls that I became really good friends with that weren't necessarily walking with the Lord. And I have two things to speak to in that. And the first verse that really came to mind was Proverbs 17, 17. It says, a friend loves at all times. And I fully believe that the Lord is going to put people in my life who are believers and non-believers, and he's going to call me to love on them and to walk through life with them and 
be the hands and feet of Jesus to, to those people. And I have confidently walked that out with several friends of mine where they maybe aren't steadfast believers where they're, you know, really involved in church and that I can tell their walk is growing with the Lord. And then I have some friends that I can tell are just like, yeah, I don't know. Now I always have caution with them and it has always been talked about and they know they fully respect my faith and how I live my life and the things that I'm comfortable being around and that if I become uncomfortable, I'm not going to stay around those things. So that leads me into the next verse I wanted to address with this is Proverbs eleven fourteen says, where there's no guidance, a people falls. So if you're finding yourself, especially if you're a new believer and you are in a friendship with somebody who is living by the world and the world standards, and you're finding yourself in a very hard place of stumbling in sin or feeling like they're being disrespectful towards you and your faith, which is something that matters to you. That's when you need to prayerfully consider if these relationships are good. I know there have been a few of my relationships that I finally had to say, you know what, this isn't good. And I either feel really uncomfortable when I'm around them and I can tell that they really don't care about something that is the number one thing in my life. And the Lord has made it very clear to me, you know, close doors on those relationships, not be mean and not be, not, not pray for them. I still pray for those people, but we have walked that fine line of what is wise and what is unwise. And I think we all can see where we start, that line starts to get blurred in friendship. So I really liked that question because it made me really think about how, how do we walk in that? And, you know, God does call us, like I said, to be wise in our decision-making. He's called us and told us we have a sound mind. He created us that way and to have self-control and discernment. And so we need to walk in that. One of the other questions that came in, I love this. This was, it came in a few times. What are some of the, my favorite stories in the Bible? So I love in second Chronicles 20, I love the story of Jehoshaphat crying out to God when he felt powerless against the army coming against him and how the Lord, just the way the Lord continued to respond to him, I thought was just really incredible. And and it's been so encouraging for me in certain seasons when I have felt like I don't know what's going on. I feel powerless against what's going on. And I just feel like Jehoshaphat's story is really incredible. So if you haven't read Jehoshaphat's story, head to Second Chronicles 20. It's a really great story, and I've just really enjoyed it. My One of my verses that I just pray all the time that is in that, it's Second Chronicles 20, verse 12, and it's, For we are powerless against this great horde coming against us. We don't know what to do, but our eyes are on you. And I think that speaks so beautifully to where we are right now and this time in the world. The next one is Habakkuk. I love the book of Habakkuk. And probably one of the reasons I love it so much is because Habakkuk is complaining to the Lord and we are supposed to go to the Lord, you know, with joyful hearts and thankful hearts. But I'm just so thankful when we can go to the Bible and in my Bible, I have the ESV Bible, you know, the headings over the chapters are Habakkuk's first complaint and then Habakkuk's second complaint and then Habakkuk's prayer and then Habakkuk's praise. And I just love that it shows us that we can cry out to the Lord within the emotions that we're experiencing. And the whole book of Habakkuk is just incredible. I love how God just speaks to how he truly does use everything for his good and his purpose and his glory. So if you have not read Habakkuk yet, that is a great 
book of the Bible to go to. It's really short, but it is one that I've continued to find myself going back to when I am just in a place of going, I do not understand why some of these things happen. I don't understand why some of these people get away with certain things or how things can just end up the way they end up. And I can always go back to Habakkuk and see God hears my heart cry. God hears the words that I'm speaking and he is working in and through those things. So I love Habakkuk. And then the last one, I have always loved the woman at the well since I became a Christian and really started walking with the Lord. And I think the reason why, and the woman at the well is in John 4. I think the reason why I love this story so much is before I became a new believer, I was so consumed with the fact that these girls that went to church, these Christian girls were so much better than me and their lives were so much purer than mine. And, you know, all of these lies that were being fed to me, and I was just believing them. And then I became a Christian and God put me in some of my Bible studies at tables with women who earthly perspective speaking, their sin was worse than mine. And granted, we know no sin is worse than another, but I was like, wow, God loves her just as much as he loves me. And like our sin is completely different and her sin seems more detrimental. And it just really, and and then you go and you read John 4 and you see Jesus pursued this woman who was an adulterous woman and the fact that she went and told her people at the end of the story of the woman at the well she went and told her people that he he told me of all I had ever done and to think that she had so much joy in being able to share that was just so beautiful to me and so that is probably one of my other favorite stories in the bible and then Two of these questions were really similar, so I'm going to kind of group them together. But it was, do you think social media is a blessing or a distraction? And how do you balance screen time when you find yourself with lots of time on your hands? The first part of it, is it a blessing or a distraction? I think it can be both. And it takes me to Matthew 6 verses, I think, 19 through 25. And that's when it talks about laying our treasures up in heavenly things and not putting our desires and not storing up our treasures and things that will rot or be destroyed or can be stolen and knowing that we need to lay our treasures up in heaven. And so for me, that's when it comes into, okay, when it becomes a distraction, it's becoming kind of powerful over me. I think is when I realize that this is becoming a distraction and this is becoming something that's not godly. But then on the other side of it as a blessing, there are just so many conversations that I've been able to have with women about the Lord that have been so incredible and so amazing. And then there have been a couple girls that I've actually met through Instagram that have truly become good friends of mine and prayer partners of mine. And so I do see so much goodness in that where it's God's hand connecting people that would have not been connected before. I mean, two of the girls I become closest with, one is in Nashville and one is in Texas. I would have had no way of bumping into them. And so it's just been really cool how God has used that, but also how he's given me his word, you know, in Matthew six, I feel like he has given me direction and boundary within that where, okay, when this starts to go against the word of God, you need to rein it in. You need to take a break. You need to give it back to me. And so I think that He gives us parameters and he calls us to boundaries, which is actually going to lead into the next thing. So how do I balance screen time when I find myself having lots of time on my hands? 
I can honestly say I do not get this perfect, especially as of recent. I started out the beginning of the year with putting time constraints on my social media, which I've actually done really well within the mornings. I cannot get into any form of social media. I can't even access my camera. Not that I would use my camera before 9am, but there I can do text messages and phone calls and that's it. Anything else, everything is locked before nine o'clock in the morning. And then my Instagram app has a 40 minute limit per day. I will say since this whole entire thing happened, I've definitely hit 15 more minutes, 15 more minutes, 15 more minutes, several times. And I have realized, okay, Chelsea, bring it back to the Lord. You are not staying within the boundaries. So really, I think the best thing I can point you to in regards to balancing the screen time is setting those boundaries with time limits in the mornings and in the evenings or setting alarms. And those are the times that you, you know, check your social media apps or your emails and things like that. So those are just some of the questions though, that came in that I wanted to share with you guys. And I pray that those encourage you and maybe point you to some places in the Bible that you haven't spent much time in. I just really am excited with all that God's doing here and just the relationships that I've been able to develop through this. And I'm just so thankful for you guys and you continuing to show up here week after week. So I'm so blessed by you. I hope you guys have a really great week this week. I am praying for you and your families and I'm just praying against weariness. I will be covering you guys in Psalm 91 verses 10 and 11, that no evil shall befall on you and no plague shall enter your dwelling place and that he will send his angels concerning you to guard you in all of your ways. So I will talk to you guys next Wednesday and I hope you guys have a really great week. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. You can find everything we talked about at chelseadematis.com. If you have any questions, please reach out over social media. I'd love to chat. If you enjoyed today's episode and are loving the podcast, I would be so honored if you left a review on iTunes or shared on social media. Your kind words and encouragement mean the world to me, and I pray to continue showing you God's grace over my life as you all journey this out with me. Wherever you find yourself listening today, know that you were fully loved and fully known by God.